Hello and welcome to another episode of Rahalastapa, Rahalastapa. With this week's guest is Phil Jupiter. If you enjoy these, why not come and see me on tour? I'm doing a show called Happy Now? Question mark. It's about whether I am happy now or not. Now I have a wife and a baby or whether that, those two things make me miserable and want to die. Only You can only find out by coming to see the show. I'm touring all over the UK from February 2016 right through to June 2016. And you can see if I'm coming near to you by going to richardherring.com slash gigs or richardherring.com slash happy underscore now slash tour and uh, book these tickets soon. And some of them are selling really well and they're an ideal Christmas gift for you, you could suggest from other people or for friends who you want to introduce to my comedy. And of course, if if you do come, that means hopefully I can earn enough money to carry on doing the podcast in the second part of the year. That is the way this works. So um, if you like the podcast and uh, you haven't donated before, if you want to donate directly to me, which hardly any of the other donations come to me, then do come and see me on tour and tell your friends. The show's called Happy Now, com. You can find it on there. You're clever enough. Anyway, now let us go to watch and listen, just listen in your case, to Richard Herring's S.S. Square Theatre Podcast with Philip Jupitus, Porky the Poet. He is a very nice man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who this weekend was an answer on Pointless. Yeah, that's right. It's Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Hello. Very, very different. See, I'm very different. Very different. Down the character, it's very different. Uh, welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. Uh, I was, I was uh, at a cool place uh, the other day. It was a lot of cool people hanging around there. And they were calling it Rahalastapa. <laughs> I haven't done the work on that one. Uh, so, lovely to see you all. Thank you for coming along. Uh, and uh, this week, uh, I've, got, I've written a new joke. Uh, so, the, uh, are you ready for it? Uh, the, uh, so, uh, this is topical to when we recorded this. I can't remember how it goes now. Uh, so, the, uh, so, the uh, Conservative government, I notice, are refusing uh, to, to cut the tax on tampons. I've noticed. What do they want from us? Blood? Get it? <laughs> Ironically, I noticed that, uh, that Gideon uh, Osborne, as I call him, because it's his correct name, uh, has put no extra tax on pencils. So, uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> We'll get that out there bit by bit. Don't worry, that will... Google it, nothing comes up. But believe me, I did a gig... Uh, I'll do another joke. I've got a, I did a gig to babies this week. It was all babies. It was like mothers and babies. It was in uh, Chiswick. Uh, it's kind of weird doing an, a, a gig to an audience that are crying and sleeping and pooing themselves. And that was just the babies. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> And yeah, and it was, uh, <laughs> I was on, it was, I mean, it would be weird if the pet and the mothers had been doing that. So, uh, it would be weird. You just said, well, that's weird, I'm not laughing at that. Uh, and I was on Pointless, I was, well, no, not on, I've been on Pointless twice, and I've been an answer on Pointless twice. The first time I was an answer on Pointless, uh, I was to get my name, Richard Herring, someone with two points that was worth, so that was, and I was watching that on my own and feeling... Quite sad about my career. Uh, this week, uh, I had to say what were the first names of Lee and Herring and lots of different double acts. And uh, there was quite a lot of kind of quite broad uh, light entertainment celebrities on that. I didn't think any of them would get it. But Louis Spence 
from the from the world of dancing and homosexuality. I guess I'm I'm guessing. He got he knew my name, which I was very surprised at, and got it correct. And it was worth eleven points. So I'm going very slowly. It was and both times I think it's been people not knowing who Stuart Lee is. As as as. as Anyway, let's crack on. Uh, we've got uh, a fantastic guest this week and then next week as well. <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you. That's uh, aw- so awful for me to tell you that next week we're going to have a fantastic guest when you, none of you will be here. <laughs> so we please welcome... He's probably best known as Tomo Thompson from Mike Bassett, England manager, the, film, the successful British film. <laughs> it is Phil Jupiter, ladies and gentlemen. Phil Jupiter. <laughs> He's dressed up. Welcome, come in, sit down. Hello. Make yourself at home. How are you doing? I'm all right, how are you? I'm very good. I'm just going to put that camera there to prove to the people at home that two attractive women have come to see. Sorry. <laughs> I, d- what I didn't is, what's count happened three to, attractive What's happened to your demographic of wheezing, borderline consumptive <laughs> computer geeks? They're, 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 oh, here, they're, they're, they're behind they're, the pretty ladies. And there he is, I told you. That guy. I told the worst him guest ever. <laughs> how you doing? Uh, how how right. was it? But we'll get the Tomo Thompson from uh, Mike Bassett, England manager, questions out of the way first. Let's, because obviously that's, that's obviously what I'm constantly. Uh, yeah. Barrage, a ceaseless barrage. <laughs> how, of was, questions how was about that, that working on? Mike the thing Bassett, was, was we got to. I could because when you're offered a film, you think, well, it's all computers now, isn't it? So they don't send you to Bucharest anymore. <laughs> they just put you in a studio in Kettering and in front of a green screen and you pretend you're in Bucharest yeah. and they put it in behind you. But we actually filmed, we were the last filming engagement at Wembley Stadium before it was knocked down. Wow. Um, we, were the, we got to film at Lancaster Gate at the original FA headquarters. You could smell the evil... and we filmed we were taken to Brazil and filmed at the Maracana stadium in Rio in the actual stadium and all the while I just kept saying could you not have just done this (laughs) I mean don't get me wrong I'm loving the whole you know tits and a cock but there's a lot of that in Rio seriously you're walking down the beach and you hear English, English, English. And then you look and there's a massive pair of tits. You go, Christ, like that. But then they go, woof. And it's like tops and tails. It's terrifying. Yeah. And they're they, they, they calling you over because they think English people particularly... I think they that. think English. we crave it. I yeah. think they think the English men, you know, with their, I don't know, their desire for tits and cock. Yeah. Now you mention it. Never no, really it seems, thought it. It's a niche thing, but apparently it's very niche in Rio. Yeah, um, yeah, that was odd. But it was, and again, it was just fabulous to go to these places. And then, but also, um, all of the lads I was working with, I was in Nigel Lindsay uh, was one of the uh, who was in Shrek, and he was the was in Shrek. The, the guy. He was in um, uh, Four Lions. Yeah, I know Nigel Lindsay. Was the, so they, they, Nigel and um, just all of the lads that were also playing journalists were all proper like like National Theatre and RSC <laughs> actor types. And we got incredibly drunk in a restaurant in Rio arguing about what was more difficult, stand-up or acting. Yeah. Them saying that stand-up was more difficult and me going, ah, it's fucking easy, you just talk, you cunts. <laughs> You've got to remember words and not bump into that woman and stuff. Acting <coughs> is terrifying. And all night, all night, yeah. all night. They couldn't, they couldn't get their head around... 
the idea of us, what we do. Yeah, you were right. This stand-up's easy. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it's really easy. Such a cakewalk. <laughs> it's like we won some bizarre cultural lottery. But to be honest, acting's easy as well. It's just saying stuff, and it is just oh, saying. No, it's just saying. Can, no, I did. I dressed up as a lady. Doing you a full in a face. You have to face. say stuff. I had to do face. lady faces. Do you? I was Edna in Hairspray. Oh yeah, of course you were. Yeah, yeah. I've so seen. and you have to sing. Yeah. Do, do, were you aroused in any way? By <laughs> I do like Seeing the, me with tits and the tits and the cock. Is the, the is and that's, cock now I realise that's why I've been craving. That appeal, that's, that's why I married a woman with a cock. That's like now it makes sense. <laughs> now it makes sense. Strange. Now I get it. You have done a lot of acting. You've done, you've done and you're bit. still carrying on. You're going to be in is it the Chitty Chitty Bang Chitty, Bang Bang on the Baron. Okay. In uh, uh, with Jason Manford. Okay. In as as Caractacus. Yeah. He's yeah. The, that's Dick Van. He's Dick Van Dyke. He's Dick Van Dyke. Who played you in the original film? I don't know. Okay. Someone out there will, because you're crowded as we speak, Googling it. <laughs> Someone do you not watch the... F- when you're doing something that's been done before, do you deliberately not watch the film of it? I've actually see never seen day? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, not? so I'm looking forward to having a watch. OK. Be a probably read the script before you uh, do it. That would probably be an idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go yeah. on and just say, I'll busk this. Is he the bloke who owns the sweet factory? No, no. the Baron is the Baron. No, I don't... <laughs> Now you say, I don't remember much and about it. There's a child wife, catcher, isn't it? His wife doesn't like children. Okay. That's why they have the... So I'm they the bloke that the hires the child catcher. Uh, I do know who it is now, yeah, And I we sing... I sing that song, Chuchy Face, to Michelle Collins from EastEnders every night. Okay. And presumably have to do a bit of that with her. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice work if you can get it. Well, it's weird, bearing in mind that, you know, you start doing poems like, Mrs Thatcher, she is bad. <laughs> and her government, they are mad. Thank you, good night. That's, you know, and then 30 years later, it's your mate. I mean, 30 years later, 29 years later, you're wearing a swastika armband, you're on stage, having a good hard think about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Billy Bragg now? <laughs> I'm marching up and down the stage in a German helmet where it's covered in swastikas. Should point out that that was in the producers. In the producers. Yeah, okay, in the producers. so just... <laughs> yes. Yeah, moved no, over it was from a anti-fascist fundraise, fundraiser for UKIP <laughs> in Dover. <laughs> Almost certainly. Well, you, again, like uh, last week's guest, generally last week's guest, you're much worse than last week's audience. Uh, Eddie is on you. The man is, is actually nearly asleep down here. Bless him. That's a total Leicester. Uh, it's cheaper than going to a hotel to sleep there. That's it's only fifteen quid to come here. So a lot of people just come that's in. And the, they... That's the, the kind of prone position of the former patrons of this cinema, if I recall correctly. Uh, <laughs> sit up, Phil. Ju- Phil Jupiter is telling you to sit up. Pay attention. Stop waiting for Jack Whitehall. I know that's why you came. You disgust me. <laughs> and he will be. Did you just say stop waiting for Jack Whitehall? That's abs- I mean, semantically impossible for people in this room to do. He sets a very high bar of his audience. Stop waiting for Jack Whitehall. Okay. But your early career is very interesting. You started in the uh, mid 1980s as a poet. 80, as you say, 82, a poet. 80, 83 was the first yeah. gig. Yeah. So uh, again, there was sort of a good, like with Eddie Izzard from last week. Yeah, there was a good sort of 13 to 15 years. So yeah, of, started uh, in 83 and Buzzcock started in 96. Right. Yeah. So so yeah, it was, it's, it was I was around for ages before I got a regular telly gig. But I was never looking for it. It no. just came along. I thought I remember when we got it. 
thinking, oh, yeah, this will be a couple of years. That'll be nice. Yeah. And it's like Groundhog Quiz. <laughs> on and on and on and on. And where do these new pop stars keep coming from? <laughs> I always remember the week when I actually seriously thought about quitting was during the Amstel years. And I remember the only person I knew on the show was Amstel. Just, just surrounded by children and a very funny little gay man in the middle. And it's just, the whole thing felt like an elaborate hoax. Well, anyway, we're, we could, we're, we're talk, obviously we're going to talk about that, but it, it's, it's sort of, a, it's as lovely as it is, you're working sort of a dozen days a year mm. and earning some nice money and then going to do other things for the rest of your yeah. year. Yeah, it's odd how much that defines you, because it's yeah. like two hours in the studio, 12 shows, 24 hours, one day of the year completely defines how you're perceived and everything. I always found that really odd. Yeah. And also the thing is, you don't edit it. No. And I, I wish, you know, I had the kind of juice in the business where I could say, I want to come to the edit. Oh, fuck that. You know, you're there and it just catch, captures what it captures. The weird thing was, is when, when we had really good nights, I mean, I stopped watching it, like millions of people. Um... <laughs> um I don't know. I suppose about ten years ago I stopped right. even. I'd always look at a couple of series just to see how it was coming out. Yeah. And you'd watch it as it was happening, right? You wouldn't just... As you were doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it? How many times did you do it? Three, twice. Three, twice? Yeah. Well, it was a great time when you were on. <laughs> it was I remember fun. saying the next year, can we get Stuart back? Because he's just... Uh, oh, that's oh. wrong. Classic. That's what happened. That's, this, that's, that's it. I... Don't put this in front of me. <laughs> I'm going, I haven't got that one. <laughs> Richard, let's put your I book put my, put my name. with your name there. My, but there you go. Stuart only ever did it once, I think. <laughs> yeah. Richard, there you are, the bigger well, name. Well, the thing with Buzzcocks... Richard, I'm Richard. You're Richard. Uh, the, uh, is, uh, is that, did you only come on this because you thought it was Stuart? I started, I started. <laughs> Seriously, it's in my head now. Uh, I'll call you Andrew any second. <laughs> it's, uh, three, it's like a three-hour record for a half-hour programme. How long were yours? You did two. Did yeah, you, did you a Lamar one? You did a Lamar one, didn't you? No, I, did, I only came in very late. I only did two. Uh, An Amster one? Uh, yeah, I think one was Amster and, and one was Frankie Boyle. Frankie Boyle, yeah. 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 Um, when he used to like me. Uh, I don't. I don't, I don't know. Keep I do, up. Has I, something happened? I don't know. I don't know what's. Don't Has something know. happened? I don't know. He just he d- doesn't seem to like me now. But oh, okay. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> what did you do? I, <laughs> if I know you had some why kind of way on the internet of communicating. Yeah. Well, I've tried to. He's blocked me on Twitter. That's the moment. He's main. blocked yeah. you. Wow. Yeah. I think because I was critical of some of his uh, disabled jokes, but only uh, slightly. I mean, if you, uh, I really like him. I think he's very good. And mm. just said, oh, I didn't think those ones were that good. Oh, well. But anyway, uh, it's a three-hour... It's a, you know, it's not like he's been on here and I've been rude to him. And then I could understand him not liking me then. Uh, but uh, it's... Uh, or even calling you by the wrong name. <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> The thing with Buzzcocks, though, is there's a lot of stuff that has to go in there. So even even when there's se- well, there's seven people, yeah. and I mean, so, admittedly, yeah. admittedly, a few of them it's, are. It's really but... odd because what happened was, was in the early days, you kind of work hard, you kind of think we must do jokes. Whereas the point of panel games is that you forget that and just try and have a nice night, and then funny stuff will happen. Seven, you know, seven of you in a room, kind of relaxed with each other, and yeah. then so from the post. 
Simon, and then me and me and Fielding very, very deliberately said, "Let's just try and have a good time every week." Because yeah. from a good time will come a good show, and I think that worked, you know. And so we just so my job on Buscocks, I realised was like you know they sometimes put a goat in with a racehorse <laughs> to calm it down. Right. That was my job. <laughs> you put the twitchy, nervous celebs on Team Dupe, and then I just calm them down and make them eat a pie and tell me about their mums. <laughs> and then and then we do the show and, I, and they like shouldn't we be writing jokes and I'm like whoa, 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 shush, shush, da, 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 da. <laughs> no enjoy yourself yeah. it's, that's what it all is and that's what those shows are is they're a fake kind of night out with a bunch of people yeah and you know someone will have a drink Jamelia will have a lot of Malibu <laughs> and we'll actually end up like that, Amy Winehouse, bless her, she got slaughtered on the show. Um, the man from Towers of London, Donny Tourette, that was a night. <laughs> he, I remember it was so sad in a way because he, uh, he was, for some reason, picked on Bill. It's like punching Winnie the Pooh in the balls. <laughs> Pick on Bill Bailey, for the love of God. It's kind of this avuncular, troll-like creature over and smiling away at you. And it's like... And Donny Tourette starts on Bill. And, like, the room's not with him on this. <laughs> Bill, of course, as a professional comedian, is just going back to, back to you and back to, back to you. Just slaughtering him all night. And he's getting nowhere, this kid. And... And... At the end of the evening, he's just slowly slumped in his chair because presumably the drugs have worn off. <laughs> he's slumped there and he, and, and he leans across to me and he goes, I'm the youngest of four brothers. This is like being at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that was the most intelligent thing he said off, all night and it was, <laughs> and it was off mic. But he, yeah, he, that was a, an odd night. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's weird because I... People come up to you and... and but the, when, when you're on those panel shows, and when I realised... Uh, QI taught me the whole less is more thing, is forget that you're on telly and just try and enjoy being in the room. Be in the moment. And that's how panel games work. Be in, be in the room and be of that moment. And, and, and that's what happened. Whereas, you know, you, you try too hard, it's, it's, it will just be the, the death of you. You were great at panel games. I yeah, loved it. I, well, I don't get asked to I do know, money. but Why? I don't know. Stupid. I know. It's wrong. I don't know. Because I'm from the Oxbridge Mafia. Have you ever done the Mock the Week? I've never people, done that. People <laughs> always come up to me and say, oh, you're really good on Mock the Week. And I always go, thank you. <laughs> never done it. <laughs> Not once. Never done it. I have to do my own... I just have to put my own shows on and, and take them largely at home in, uh, in my cellar. But uh, sometimes... I think... Th better, I'm not sure this is real. Better I'm not sure this that you do this than yeah. you sit in a garden shed masturbating, <laughs> wondering where your life went wrong. <laughs> I do that as well. so many people... <laughs> yeah, but... You, you, I masturbate like too why my life went you're wrong. You're time less. efficient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you kind of timetable... Do you timetable your wanks? No. I, you know... Just wait till my wife's away for the weekend and then... That's I a long weekend. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Surely you're supposed to relax. <laughs> Come back and you're just a husk. <laughs> yeah, everything was fine. <laughs> In a sling, sat there. <laughs> just chain-drinking barocas. <laughs> eating bananas. <laughs> Got a cock like a cashew nut. <laughs> 
Welcome home. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad to see you, darling. Don't <laughs> say that. Don't say that. <laughs> the, Danny Baker had a great term for that, the BMW. Right. Because it's the, when you, your partner goes away yeah. and you're downstairs on your own and you <laughs> pop on a cheeky DVD <laughs> and then you go upstairs and they go, Hi. <laughs> and you spent the, yeah. the earnings already. <laughs> he called it the BMW, the badly yeah. mistimed wank. Yeah. That was... <laughs> <laughs> so, as, I mean, like, with Buscots, I think what's interesting with you is that... Fuck Buscots, let's keep he talking had, about wanking. He had... Uh, he had <laughs> We'll get, we'll get there, don't worry. <laughs> everything everything, everything it's, comes it, back. It's you. It's like, <laughs> it's, it'll come back. She approaches. But I think what's kind of interesting is that, you know, you had 17 years of working on that and it's a regular income, and then, in a sense, does that stop you... Do, do you think it stopped you doing um, stand-up and other things that you, that you might have done otherwise? No, or? I did I did loads of I know you did. great things. I, know I think you did. what it is is if you've got that, that kind of... Uh, you can Because ha- you, you've got your life to live, and when you've got something that pays for life, then you can be a bit more... So you don't do buzzcocks from September till November. Yeah. And then the rest of the year is yours to do with... So I, I did musicals. Yeah. Hosted a breakfast show. Yeah. Launched Six Music, you know. Uh, did GLR. Did so many really, really fun things. Yeah. You know, toured with the Blockheads, toured with the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. It's going on tour as a singer with groups you bought records by when you were a teenager. It's fucked up. It's mad. There was a guy, it's really weird because I got back on Twitter uh, for Edinburgh because I was doing so many shows and wasn't in a brochure. I thought I'm going to have to at least tell people what I'm up to at Edinburgh and it was a leafleting exercise really. And I saw a comment, I was doing a gig with a group called the Panic Brothers and and they're lads that I used to gig with in the late 80s, Richard Morton and uh, Reg Miros. And they were a little, and I used to open for them as Porky the Poet. Right. And they reformed last year, and I said, I'll open for you again. Right. And I said, But you can't put Phil Jupiter's, which kind of defeated the whole point of me supporting them. <laughs> and I felt so bad for them, but you can put Porky the Poet. And so, so I did that again. I opened for them again yeah. a few times. And then I saw a tweet, and a guy went, uh, You want to watch yourself gigging with that Phil Jupiter's? To Reg. It was a tweet to Reg that I'd been copied in on because that's the passive aggressive nature of the internet. <laughs> You want to watch yourself? Well, uh, gigging with that Phil Jupiter. I went to see the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band, and he ruined the whole night. Right? And I, and I, I. So I hope that that bloke may be watching. Okay. <laughs> now, how did I ruin the whole night? Because it was a, it was a three-hour show, that I'm on, for, twenty minutes, maybe twenty-five minutes in yeah. a three-hour show, and didn't forget the words knew the songs, knew the lyrics, had been invited to perform with the Bonzos by Neil Innes. So I was trying to think, why? So, right. So what it is, is he didn't like me and I was on stage. So that's understandable. Now, if The Clash reformed with Rick Astley singing, (laughs) I am a huge Clash fan, got everything they ever did. But I would not go to that gig because of the Astley factor. I'm sure he's a lovely man, but I don't like his work. So this bloke was obviously not predisposed to me and yet still went to the gig. So the fault is his, <laughs> not mine. 
And I, 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 it's still in me. This yeah. is six months ago. I fucking can't shake it. I want to fucking go around this bloke's house and go, what the fuck are you thinking? Saying I ruined your night. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> fuck off. Oh, man. Yeah, I think the more you're on social media, the less those things get you. That's the thing. I is it really? I, I think mean, it, well, I, I, kind of, you must be really good at the bat. I quite block, enjoy block, block. it. Well, I, I, but do, I, you inter- do you interact with them? Sometimes do you engage? I do. But I just also think if I, it's, I think you realise that you, you're not going to please everyone, and so they are tweeting you as if you think you're pleasing everyone. And no comedian, most comedians no, no. are just terribly, uh, you know, think they're terrible themselves and, and yeah. insecure about themselves. So you don't need someone coming to do that for you because you do that for yourself yeah, already. Yeah, no, the self. Loathing, it's the career. But, uh, but Do you also, have a low self-image? Stand-up is for you. <laughs> but if everyone loved you, that'd be weird. So they think they're performing a service, I think, by telling you that not everyone loves you. Yeah. Uh, but it would be weird if they did. But also, I think there's something so deeply weird about seeking someone out to tell them you don't like them that... that, that they're, they're sort of funny. I like now tweeting them back and saying, um, maybe I'm not funny, it could be that, or it could be you're not clever enough to understand that's, what I'm doing. That's really... And, they, and then they really don't like that. Yeah. And they go, no, I am clever enough. Going, well, maybe, no, it might be, you know, it might be that yeah. you are. It might be that I'm not the thing funny. That I wanted to do, the other thing I wanted to do with the bloke at the Bonzo gig was uh, say, I, felt, I, feel, I read your tweet, I feel really bad. Um, I thought I'd send you uh, your ticket money back. And then I thought, you don't deserve it. But then I thought, you kind of do, because I spoil it at night. So here's half a £20 note. <laughs> Just cut a £20 note in half. Send in the half without the serial number on it so he can't. <laughs> so he can't redeem it. Yeah. Isn't that illegal cutting money? Yeah, I think so. Is it? Yeah, but you've probably done other illegal things. A bit. Yeah. <laughs> A bit. What's the worst crime that you've done that you've got away with? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all about your own parameters, isn't mm. it? Well, really, with crimes, it's more I mean, about the law's parameters. <laughs> <laughs> More kind of a, a statues written down. <laughs> and if you disobey him, you go to prison. If they catch you, but you know, I've got away with all my crimes so far. It's quite good. It's mainly it? stealing right. penny sweets from picking mixes. Richard is raffles. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a gentleman whimsical burglar. <laughs> I love the idea of you as raffles. <laughs> like slightly unkempt. <laughs> Quite slightly clumsy. Falling and bumping into things. I love clumsy raffles. <laughs> the state of this room. <laughs> raffles again. But it must be... It's a shame to let anyone, you know, one negative voice... It's a very comedic thing. So we'll look into this audience. And I, I did a gig on Friday in this, yeah. uh, with this guy called uh, David Trent. And he... Um, Complete with a tiny little audience, actually, and he really rocked it. Mm-hmm. And he's going, What about that woman on the left, though, who didn't laugh yeah. at anything? And I'd seen who didn't laugh at anything, but you're going, You know, you did an amazing gig in a really difficult circumstances. We'll always see the one face, yeah, not laughing, it's and then a, to it's, make them it's laugh. an odd, but it's that it's such a what I always want is, is people, it's you're not funny, say something funny, you're not funny. And I'm like, I'm like, well, if you're coming up like that, that's that's a stickier wicket, isn't it, really? And I, I'm not funny to you. It's, it's people used to go, BBC people used to go, oh, Buscott's very successful, very successful. It's got a steady one and a half to two million. And all I could ever think was, that means 71 million people <laughs> don't watch our yeah. show. <laughs> Who could? Who could and choose not to? 
And it's not like we're not charging. It's on a free channel. It's on that licensed channel. And they don't. 71. That's all I ever thought. Yeah. Every time they went, oh, he's doing very well. <laughs> Fuck that. It's just telly. That was a brilliant bit of a Mickey Hutton uh, said to me when I got Buzzcox. And, and he, went, uh, he went, it's just telly. Don't, don't think. And so I always, my mindset for, for the, I'm so sorry. I'm lovely. My mindset for the whole time. Um, in, you people over there uh, being up to all sort of making faces, <laughs> touching each other in a herringy way. Yeah. Um, I forgot my point. 53, it's <laughs> fucking great being 53. You don't care anymore. Your balls are slowly descending <laughs> like a barometer. Just tap them in the morning, they lower a bit. What was I talking about? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's only a podcast. This, uh, you know, there's a lot more. Than, there's a lot, lot more people not watching this than we're not watching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I think, uh, but also with a comedian, you, if you're not funny and you've got, and you've managed to have a 30 year career, that's pretty impressive as well. I know there's but, that. But with a comedian, you have. That's why I love people. You're not funny. You go. Well, I actually have this one job where I pretty much have a barometer of whether it's working or not every yeah. single time I do it, it's an, it's, which is the audience. It's an, odd, it's an odd thing, really, you know. But it's just what I like about it is that, you, is that you, you get to immediately find out, you know. Yeah. But it's humour so... My mum can't bear me. <laughs> <laughs> you have, do you have to swear, dear? Do you have to swear so much, dear? <laughs> it's awful. Awful. <laughs> I saw you on that QI the other night. Why do you have to flirt with that man? <laughs> they're all laughing at you. <laughs> I'd been in five musicals. She came to the... Fi I was in Urinetown in the West End uh, uh, for, for a bit, and Mum came to see that. And, uh, I, you know, I get, when my Mum comes to shows, I get her looked after, she's minded and, you know, and taken care of. And then she's led into this area at the Apollo Theatre in Shelby Avenue called the Gold Room to await my... Which, is that just in Urinetown or is that always there? Just in Urinetown. It's a terror. She did not like it. It's basically downstairs at a bar in, on Compton Street. And um, she, yeah, she was there and uh, the company manager... John had been looking after her and my dad. And then I... And in, I don't know if you saw you're in town, but at the end of it, you're covered in blood and in your underwear. It's great. It's mad. It's like being in a Sam Peckinpah film. And then you have to shower all that off. It takes about 20 minutes to kind of get ready. And then I went down into the gold room where Mother was waiting and she, she, went, she went, well, well done, dear. It was so good that finally you sang something properly. <laughs> it's my fifth musical. <laughs> the company manager fucking spat water all over my dad. <laughs> I went, what, what? What? I went, fucking, this is my fifth fucking musical, Mum. And she, she, she was like, she went, I just meant that you were doing this one properly. I went, no, no! It's a fucking hairspray. Yeah, but you're a woman in that. It doesn't really count. <laughs> mums. Aww. Like mums. Ah. <laughs> Do you think the, the guy on Twitter's upset you because he's made you think about your mum? Is that what, is that what we're Nothing looking at? Nothing anyone on the internet <laughs> says can be worse than my mum's withering gaze, so I'm like... <laughs> but it must be... It's very exciting to be... You know, the thing with the blockheads thing and yeah. the, and the, and the bonzos. Yeah. You know, you can't let that get you. I mean, you might oh, be God, called no, up to... No. The thing is... Your speciality is stepping in for dead singers. So, you know, you could, you, could do, it, yeah. you could be in the clash I was waiting next. any bit as Nirvana phone up. <laughs> 
the clash thrown up and they go, yeah. sorry, Astley's in. So, <laughs> no, it was just, it was because it was of the bands themselves. It's Neil Innes asked me to do yeah. the Bonzo's gig. Uh, with Aid Edmondson, and we'd be in the wings every night, pinching each other, going, "We're in the Bonzo, don't do that, man!" <laughs> Giggling like, like little, like we should be in a Gilbert and Sullivan wearing kimonos. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and yeah, Mickey Gallagher and Chaz Janko asked me to do uh, the the New Boots and Panties tour yeah. for the Bobcats. You're not. You, you, it, it's, that's the brilliant thing. Viv Stanchel and Ian Jury, two Essex lads, it, completely irreplaceable. So you're not. You're not replacing, you're just... The, the band want to play. Yeah. They play better if they can concentrate. So the Blockheads try gigging without a singer and just singing the songs themselves, and they can't... Singing and playing is not what they do, and so they just said, would you sing a couple? And it just worked better for them. So did it for a while, don't do it anymore. It's great. <laughs> it's good fun. Yeah. Uh, did it annoy you, honestly, this one about never mind the Buzzcocks, mm-hmm. that the Buzzcocks aren't called the Buzzcocks? Did that, did no, that not the thing you? is, is the the of yeah. the title is from never mind the bollocks. Yeah. So it's not from the Buzzcocks. Because no. it's when I introduced... <laughs> when I introduced Buzzcocks yeah. at uh, Glastonbury, <laughs> Pete Shelley came up to me and went, it is Buzzcocks and not the Buzzcocks. <laughs> you know that, don't you? And I went, look... The title is <laughs> Nevermind from the Nirvana album Nevermind. Yeah. The is from Nevermind The Bollocks <laughs> and Buzzcocks is your name. <laughs> so, Fuck's sake. So Nevermind isn't from Nevermind The Bollocks. The Nevermind is the from Nevermind. The Nevermind is from Nevermind oh, yeah. the Nirvana but, album. So it's, never, it's three albums. It's two sure albums and never, a band name. The Never two could album. be from Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. <laughs> the Never... <laughs> <laughs> See, that's an applause laugh. They're, they're what we chase. When we sit in the dressing room after the gig, you know, they laugh, but they didn't clap a lot. <laughs> Needy fuckers. Just, oh, God. OK, I'll let you... That's, uh, well, that's the that's, first time that's it's been it. explained to me. That's quite right. Now you, you know where that's from. Because there was yeah. a very... There was a man who... There was a pop quiz on Radio 4 that lasted for one series. Yes. And uh, the guy on that said... Uh, said, uh, I can't even remember what it was called, but he said, uh, and at the end of the trailer for it, he went, unlike some pop quizzes, which don't know that it's actually not the Buzzcocks. And I was screaming at my radio in my kitchen with my dog looking really startled, going, the the is from Nevermind the Bollocks, you fucking bellend! At a radio. Yeah. I think it should have been explained at the start of each episode. <laughs> it should have, there should have been a yeah. very long kind of quantum leap style <laughs> intro to each episode. Yeah, yeah. Where they explained where each letter of the every word is, came from. Is that the, the people that come up in the street and go, how did you not get the line-up? I could see it was them. We don't see the clip of them! <laughs> That's on your telly! <laughs> and the host always says... And for the viewers at home only! <laughs> clap, clap, I'm taking that. Yeah, look at that. No, Big. now it's a... Fuck yeah, you. Asked for it, you asked now for it. it's a sarcasm one. He pressed <laughs> it over into... No, where I am. At least in sport, you know, four, clap. Six, big clap, that's it. <laughs> This is an emergency question from Tim Turner. I think I've asked it before, but I like it. Richard Dawkins claims to have seen dogs doing a 69. (laughs) That's not the question, that's a statement. 
<laughs> What's the worst lie what you have ever told to impress people? <laughs> <laughs> what I like about no. that is the idea that Rich Dawkins no. said that to impress my, my... people. <laughs> I was, I was, I went uh, uh, to Kenton Park to the evening races once. Mm. And I had a bet on a horse, and I was down. I went down the barrier, just watched the end of the... the and I'm at the barrier at Kenton Park Racecourse, and it's an evening meet. Everyone's fairly pissed. And a woman comes up to me and goes... She goes... It's you, isn't it? It's you, isn't it? It's you, isn't it? And I kind of do... And people go... And I go, mm, all right, because I, I don't know who they think I am. <laughs> and I go, mm, like that. And she, and she goes, monkey, monkey. <laughs> and I go, and then I just went, you got me, love. <laughs> and I, I have someone, a woman somewhere, think she met Johnny Vegas at the races. I signed the autograph, Johnny Vegas. <laughs> love, lovely, good to see you, love. Let's go for a drink. <laughs> Oh, and that's Phyllis from Coronation Street. <laughs> Percy! It's kind of generic, wheezy, northern works. Have um, you ever put your genitals in the mouth of a dead animal? Well, I've been out with some people in my time, Richard, and I would describe them a number of ways. <laughs> it was Metaphorically, a... yes. No, metaphorically. <laughs> I haven't. No. no. Why haven't we been asked to do that? Have you? No. I, well, I went to Oxford. I'm very disappointed. I oh, never. Oh yeah. I didn't really put my dentist in the mouth of a living person, and so I was <laughs> very disappointed that I wasn't asked along to. I don't think. I, I generally don't think that happened. That is coming to be the sort of the yeah. the, the general tenet of the but thing. It was in, it, I mean, whereas you know, I you know, put that kind of the weird kind of ritualistic side of what people get up posh people do fuck that you know the burning 50 pound notes in Indian restaurants and wrecking Indian restaurants is much worse yeah. than putting your cock in a fucking pig's mouth for the love <laughs> of God now if you put your cock in a calf's mouth <laughs> obviously no one here has ever fed a calf yeah they've got, they've got a suck they have them. got quite the grip If you put your cock in a dolphin's blowhole, that is supposed to be very good. That was always, that was always what I imagined would be yeah. the tastiest part of the yeah. dolphin. Mmm, <laughs> the blowhole. But you have you to have, be careful. I, what I always wanted is my... I always used to imagine cruel foods. My favourite was a sadist omelette, was a chicken omelette made with the chicken that laid the egg. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted dolphin blowhole sliced and made into donuts. Like meaty dolphin donuts <laughs> with a saveloy through them. <laughs> good. Uh, good. It is good. Um, have you ever seen a ghost? No. Oh. Have you ever seen a Bigfoot? I, I work with um, that it's man. Finally, it's going to happen. It's gonna, he has. He's just remembered he has. I no, I saw the beast of Bobmin. Mm. I saw the... 
definitely saw the big. That bike. was not the question. Do not answer. Oh, do not change the Richard. subject. No one is interested. Richard, go and you can. I'll, I'll allow. It's I will a allow, giant I'm, cat in I'm Devon. Going to, I'm going to allow it. And it was miles away, and it was by yeah. a Volvo, and it was a puma. I saw a puma in yeah. Devon. But I was the only one that saw it. <laughs> I saw an adder once, but it was a normal-sized adder. <laughs> so, yeah. It came up next to me in the bracken like that. <laughs> Fucking hell, I, I don't run often. I ran then. Yeah. It's the, an adder is not as good as a Bigfoot. Uh, it's, uh, I've not seen a Bigfoot, but I saw the Beast of Bodmin. That is quite good. That's a puma in Devon, yeah. fucko, so enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy it. Have you seen a Bigfoot? Uh, no, I haven't, but I'm hoping one of my guests will, because be, if they have, that would be a great question. Would they have if they had footage? Well, yeah. I mean, if they suddenly re- I mean, a if they'd forgotten that they'd seen it, and then they went, "Oh, I have seen it," and here it is on my phone, and here I am chatting with the Bigfoot. Then the, that'll be very good publicity for this podcast. But really it's, uh, I'm playing the I've long game. I've not even it. seen Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, <laughs> it's not worth it. Uh, the, the film or the sitcom that came out? Oh, there was a sitcom. Yeah, there was. Wow, <laughs> Big, Bigfoot is the gift that keeps on giving, it isn't he? And even now in your podcast... Have you seen the Six Million Dollar Man episode where he fights a Bigfoot? No. I haven't seen it either. I watched... Uh, I watched... They are rerunning Wonder Woman on the Horror Channel. Oh, yeah. And I watched a Wonder Woman the other day. Yeah. And it's very funny. I didn't realise that they put gags in it. Yeah. Cloris Leachman from the Mel Brooks films was in it as Wonder Woman's mum. <laughs> One guy. <laughs> that's obviously... That's another way I do comedy. Stealth. <laughs> yeah. Very precise. One guy's good. Like That's a drone. Like bang. One at I a time. I watched bang. the. Uh, <laughs> bang. Boom. I watched the first episode of Happy Days yesterday. Because, because of po- Al, Al. Well, died, I mean, he isn't he? in that one because he yeah. just didn't come in later. Yeah. There's a character in Happy Days. I that, saw a man today yeah. walking up Oxford Street. Imagine the Fonz, <laughs> yeah. right? If he was 55. Yeah. Right? but with glasses and smoking a pipe. <laughs> I shit you not, that was the look he'd gone for, this guy. Wasn't like, that like the Fonz in the later episode Fonz, the later series? Isn't that what he became? If Fonzie goes to Harvard, yeah. that episode. Do you remember Chuck Cunningham? I think he's called Chuck. Am I, does anyone know about this? It's actually a thing. There's, a, there's an older... Cunningham brother. I did not in the, know. F- in the no. first two series I, of Happy I Days. I used to get very excited about lot- being on Buzzcuts with Susie Quattro. Oh, yes. She was Leather Tuscadero. She was. In Happy Days. Yeah. I watched the... I didn't watch in a Happy Days episode. I watched the Weezer video. Yes, I did that as well, out. yeah. I watched that. Yeah. It was oh. all right, Happy Days. Did you like it? No. I did. Well, I did. I did. I sort of did. Like, I think when I watched it, I was in his nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties. I like Richie's uh, mum. Somerset. Richie's mum. Yeah, Ma- Marion uh, thing. Yeah, that's her name. Uh, about Somerset. She, well, I th- I wasn't sure whether it was an old sitcom that was from the nineteen fifties mm. that they were show- showing, or whether it was genuinely. For- so I was confused by it as a child, but I did enjoy it. Sit on it. That's what they used to say, isn't it? Sit e. on it. Sit Ooh. on it. E. Hey, Mr. sit on it. C. Ooh. E. He used to hit things and yeah. they'd work. I watched... And then I was watching stuff about Saved by the Bell today, for some reason. Mm. And uh, it was that. quite a convoluted route I got there. I'll tell you how I got there. Yeah. Uh, because I was watching Happy Days, I then watched a bit on YouTube where um, Howard Stern interviewed Scott Bio, who comes across as a, a bit of a dick. Yeah. Uh, and then Screech was being interviewed by Howard Stern. So then and when it was when Screech wrote a book about all the other people in Saved by the Bell and how they were all fucking each other, I, but not him. Um, <laughs> I think there were some sour grapes there. Yeah? 
<laughs> I watched, um, there was a really good thing on BBC4 the other night, which was just all the archive old crappy kind of like EPK footage from James Bond films. Right. From, from right from the very early days. And there was the woman who played Money Penny, was being interviewed by um, Gloria Hannaford, was really complaining that they had got Judy Dench to play M and not her, right? but was genuinely bitter about it. <laughs> was like, that should have been me! Huh? But like, I'm like, I can never understand that. Showbiz is so fucking transient <laughs> and so inconsequential. When people get cross about it, it's fucking, we are distraction. What's out the, 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 it's great that you've come here to kind of just ease the pain. <laughs> What's fucking out there? Oh, Jesus Christ. I do, I feel really bad. There's a book by Neil, someone called Amusing, Your, Amusing Ourselves to Death. Have a read. <laughs> Fucking hell. Seriously, I shouldn't read it. I read it and it's just yeah. like, no, makes, makes you want to stop doing this and, <laughs> and go and work as a volunteer somewhere. I think it's very interesting when people become very successful. I, mean, I think with kids as well, it's, it's much worse. So if someone becomes very successful as a kid, then it's very difficult to make that transition into oh, not realising how it's not well, that all, I'm, all this is, and this is something that started in 1983, is I'm just trying not to do a normal job because I'm no good at it. And I was told that I wasn't any good at it when I did one, so... I worked at a job centre and at my last assessment uh, panel, the regional manager for Manpower Services Commission Essex looked at me and went, Philip, this job, the civil service. And I went, he went, it's not really you, is it? <laughs> no, Dave, no. <laughs> but where are we going to find someone to replace you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was, that was out of college... Out of school, was it? Or you out didn't, out, out of, school, of school, I didn't yeah. go to uni, no, no. No. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. If I got one more year of Buzzcocks, I could have put the money away. And if I'd known... The thing is, is what was it about the way they cancelled it, is I just got a phone call. So you get a phone call in April and they go, are you free in the autumn? Every year. So every year I assumed it would be cancelled. And then when it actually was, it was, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> then you could have planned a bit. If they, what I'd like them to have done is just said, this year would be the last year. And then you know, and then you can kind of plan things and you could... I thought it, would have been, it was on 20 years. I thought it would have been nice to do a last episode. People would have watched it. It would have been a laugh, get Lamar back, have a giggle. Um, but um, because I wanted to go to university. Yeah. And, and now it's kind of... Because they've ambushed me, I kind of... Why didn't you go? Because you were clever, right, at school? You'd got, you no, got a scholarship, didn't you? I get was clever but lazy, really properly lazy. Right. I was, re I was bright enough to go, but just yeah. lazy. So um, uh, that's what I still want to do, really. Yeah. Just go to uni. If someone will have me. I've got an honorary degree. They don't fucking count. <laughs> I'm a doctor at the University of Essex. And they, they really push the... You can call yourself doctor. I'm like, what kind of fucking idiot gets an honorary degree? <laughs> and then goes, I'm a doctor. Let me through. <laughs> you need whimsy. Yeah. It is quite interesting who, the people who choose to use. So I think when people get honours as well, and then, mm. and then you, and you can see there are certain people who insist... On being called sir, if they're a sir or an OBE, either it comes up in the credits or they insist on being addressed as sir, whoever. Yeah. That's quite an interesting character trait, isn't it? If you well, get why, one of those things. But that's, I don't know. It, it's, it, just, it strikes me as odd, you know, the way. But, you know, I've been in fucking showbiz for 30 years. I've seen odd. What would you. I've seen weird. I met Jedward, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Jedward were on pointless. They got knocked out first uh, in the episode. Really? Yeah, it's a very a big. It was a big surprise. 
Remember, we because Jack D, <laughs> Jack D was hosting the Jedward episode, and we did, uh, uh, and they they kind of you know when we used to go out before we go into the team rooms, and they just do do the running order. They yeah. go, then this will happen, then that, and they just check camera angles and what you're wearing, and then you fuck off and have a chat, and then you do the show later. And so we were doing that bit. And uh, they do a couple of intros. And Jack, not the intros, they do a couple of next lines. And, and Jack goes, in the, the last round of the next lines. And, it, and he goes, so this will be to your team, Noel, Jedward and so on and so on. And he went, what's that coming over the hill? And Jonathan went, is it a pawnee? <laughs> <laughs> then Edward went, oh, I love pawnees. <laughs> <laughs> they had they they had they had handlers right yeah. from the record company. <laughs> they genuinely had these people looking after them, and uh, and you go before Buzzcocks. You go in the team room. You, sit, you just have a chat. You have something to eat. You know what it's like. Yeah. It's good fun. You know. Nice. You just have a little lovely that that great chef. Yeah, there was really good food, food really on Buzzcocks. Yeah. Wasn't there? None of that BBC chips nonsense. Yeah. It's great. But we so. Um, we don't want the handlers hanging around at that moment because it's just the team want to do a bit of bonding with the, the two sort of writers and just have a chat. And so Jed was there and, and they had their handlers with them who were just in a constant karate stance. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and Kevin Day went, so you, you don't have to um, stay here. We'll, we'll be all right with the lads. And they were like, we can, we can go. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> And they, they were like, they were so delighted to get an hour off Jedward, and they went. <laughs> and then they looked round and they went, boys, 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 boys. And Jedward, who are like meerkats on coke, constant. <laughs> See how weird that is? Another one next to it. <laughs> boys, boys, boys. And then they looked at them and, they, and, 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 the, and the guy went, what do we do? What do we do? Pointed at Jedward like that. And they went, and the pair of them together in unison went, we, we listen with D's and we keep D's shot. <laughs> you know, it strikes one of the sad... And the thing is, it's halfway through that show, just, you're on telly with Jedward, you're questioning where you are in your life. And then... I suddenly realised that they're just these fucking kids that are having a laugh and it's the machine that is using them to make money is what started to annoy me and I started to feel so fucking protective of them by the end of that show. I'm sorry for them. I've got fucking children and I know what it's like and these boys who are just, you know, they're they're fucking blessed and they're having a laugh. They don't know what day it is. (laughs) I I feel especially sorry for Jonathan because, like, Edward gets his whole name in Jedward. Yeah. And Jonathan just gets a J yeah. in it. That's what it should be, you know, John Wood or uh, yeah. Edithon. John Wood. John yeah, Wood. John, no, that's too much. John Edward. John Edward would be yeah. Jedward. Fucking John. Poor Jonathan. Jedward. He will kill Edward, though. <laughs> that's how that'll end. <laughs> I've got other letters. <laughs> Uh, let's uh, let's talk about uh, your stint on Six Music, which you did briefly mention. But you you kind of uh, well, you 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 were quite outspoken about the BBC. I know, it was just it was I did I did a book and just kind of uh, I don't know. The thing is, I did Six Music and really enjoyed it. Had a great time. It was a real laugh. You know, it was like there. 
thing is, is um, so we did. They just said they're going to launch this station, and they asked me to do the breakfast show. Very happy to do that. It was music radio, and uh, what I don't like on the radio, there's things I don't like. I don't like that radio voice. Hi, good morning, and welcome to the show. <laughs> How do you do that for fucking four hours a day? Unless you are so full of cocaine <laughs> that your voice actually sounds like that naturally all the time anyway. Hi. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the show. <laughs> That's a fucking... That, Christina Aguilera couldn't keep that paint. <laughs> She's the queen of the... I didn't like that. And the BBC didn't like me not liking that because I think they wanted a little bit of that, you know, whereas I was just... For, for the first hour of the show, I'm always like, all right. <laughs> uh, it's seven o'clock. This is... Oh, boom. <clears throat> uh, yeah, this is a clash. I was like that for an hour. Yeah. And then I'd wake up during the second half hour of the show and then get a bit more bouncy. And then that, it was natural. It was natural. <laughs> so we did it for we did it for years, and then every yeah. year we went. How many people are listening? And all of the people that were listening to us were listening online because there were no digital radios. So the BBC launched four digital radio stations, and no one could buy digital radios. It took three years before uh, Argos got those pure Evoke radios in. Three years, no one had digital radio, so everyone was listening online. Right? Then digital radio started slowly to filter out in the third year. And, and we started to get people that listen on dabs, and that was fun. And uh, we're constantly saying, how many people are listening? They go, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know because no one's got the dabs. But we must have listeners because people are emailing the show. We know people are listening because we've had phone-ins and talked to people. People are listening. Yeah, but we, we can't count them. <laughs> they, they don't, we can't count them because they're not listening on radios. So when the first uh, Ray Giles came through for Six Music, it was 150,000 people, I think 148,999, something like that. And, uh, and I said, well, what about the, the online people, the people listening online? Because we've got listeners in fucking America and, and Canada and China and Australia, all over the world, people listening to us emailing in the show. They went, no, we, we can't count them. <laughs> can't count them because they're not listening on radios. The majority of our fucking listeners you can't count because of the technology they're listening on. And that's the BBC. It's a fucking administrative nightmare to work for. And it was really, really good fun. I had a right laugh. It was great. But they want you to play Coldplay records. And I can't, in all conscience, <laughs> play Coldplay records. Because the, 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 the first strapline advert, because you were there, you remember what it was. Yeah. The first strapline advert was, we play what we like and nothing else. If I play Coldplay Records, that makes me a liar. <laughs> and so the one that upset people, the morning when I really got into trouble with them, with management sort of thinking they wanted rid of me, was there was a morning U2 released a single and every radio station in the UK was allowed to play it at 8 o'clock. The whole country, every music radio station in the UK was going to play the new U2 sync like it was the birth of the fucking second messiah. <laughs> you know, Paul McGuinness had fucking given out this, you know, you will be permitted to play the new single by U2 <laughs> and lo. And we put it on and it's fucking the ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> fucking it's a U2 record. It's a fucking U2 record. We all know how they go. And it had been on for 30 seconds and I, and I just went, right, it sounds like that. So if you want to hear the rest, Wogan's playing it. <laughs>
they and I got I got like I got about fucking a hundred really pissy emails from YouTube <laughs> YouTube fans you know what I mean but I got like about a thousand fucking thank you so much Yeah, it's weird. But I, I don't know. I, I wrote the book. It was sort of cathartic, really, because I did it and loved that job. But I quit because I'd had enough. Uh, I'd sort of... Re- I'd done everything I could. Yeah. And when you realise you're doing... When you're in radio, and particularly if you're doing a, a show every day, you're doing the same... You've got to be really into that, doing exactly the same thing every day. You've really got to be into that. You've got to be able to do that. And if there's some personalities are just going to go, eventually going to go, no. Nah. No, not anymore. And also, all of the, and I remember, like, all of the ideas that I had at the time, and I remember saying at meetings, they're doing now, anyway. So I knew that Six Music will become what it is now, eventually, but they just weren't interested. When I was asked, uh, like, eight months before the station launched, I was got in and asked if I'd do it, and I said, you should hire Lauren Laverne to be on right after me, after the breakfast show at 10 o'clock. You should hire Lauren Laverne. I said that eight months before Six Music launched, and it took them six, seven years to do it. Yeah. You know. They did it eventually, but it's just it's just slow. It's just slow. Thing is, we're really going to miss it. We're really fucking going to miss the BBC. We really, really are. And it'll be gone in about four years. So, you know, enjoy it while it's there. Because <laughs> it's going now. And it's being, I think it's being deliberately taken down from inside. I oh, think I think, yeah, I think it is. It's being, dude, you watch 30 Rock? Yeah. That whole thing about how uh, someone's tanking the network. Yeah. There are people working at the BBC who've been sent in by people who, that own rival organisations to deliberately do shitty things. So it's, you know. And the ones who haven't been sent in aren't very good, so still There's manage that to do as that well, anyway. you know. <laughs> You have to be so patient to work there, don't you, though? I mean, really, when you're in the building. I mean, it's it's sort of awful that it's become the way it has. It's it's awful the way that the public hasn't stood up to it, which they did for Six Music, so that's why Six Music survived. Yeah, but, you know... But but the the fact that the public... it's, It's become so... You know, everything's become, oh, you know, I'm paying £100 for this thing, £120 for this thing, and that's ridiculous, and so I'm not going to stand up for this because it's awful. But, you know, why are we accepting that? We get £120 to pay for something that mm. is independent and is producing fantastic yeah. stuff. So it makes me crazy. What I quite, what, 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 what I quite like was that um, subsequent administrations, both Labour and Conservative, have tried to get rid of the BBC, have hated it. Yeah. And that means it's doing something right. If, if the government hates an organisation then that organisation is doing something right. And then the BBC was genuinely a voice of the people asking uncomfortable questions of the fucking idiots in charge. And we're going to lose that voice. We are losing... And yet I won't do question time. (laughs) Stop booking comedians on question time. Stop booking fucking comedians on question time. Except Tomo and Steely and Jeremy, because they're campaigners, and Joe Brand, because she's a campaigner, and Toxvig, because she's in a political party. Stop booking fucking clowns. They're funny enough on their own. They don't need us. (laughs) Sick of that. Let's get a comedian on. Let's get a comedian to do something. Fucking can't wait till it's all over. (laughs) I really can't. <laughs> Any day now. <laughs> well, it's, it, it's, a ter- it's a terrible thing. Well, I mean, also because it just means Sky will then become Fox News in the, in the sky, and then that will people get their news. Well, you know, but that will be, we'll be unchallenged, you know. So it's... it's um, and that's what we're working towards, and that's the clear... Where would you go? Progress. Where would you go? 
when we flee the the, the, the if the island would actually sink yeah like as an allegory for what's happening like what cornwall first kind of dips into the atlantic and then starts coming down would it be from the top end now scotland if nicola sturgeon saws scotland off along hadrian's wall and then lets the rest sink and then puts buoyancy aids at dundee and you know what I mean? Norway. Shall I go Scandinavia Norway? is where I go. Scandinavia. Would you go to Scandinavia? Yeah. It's a very difficult language. There's, they all speak English. It's fine. <laughs> I fucking love you so much. <laughs> it looks nice up there. I think it, it's, not, great, it's not perfect it? up there. I did a gig nice. in Lund in Sweden. It was extraordinary. I thought, who's going to fucking come and see me? 400 fucking Swedes. That's who. Chuckling away they were. <laughs> they thought you were Johnny Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably it. <laughs> and you're scared of spiders. Are you really scared of spiders? No, I am. But uh, the thing is, is, I don't mind them if I know they're there and I can right. see them. When they're there and they're not moving and they're not bothering me, the problem is when they arrive. Because <laughs> it's, it's... And it's, it's true. I was do, I, I, uh, the, the routine that I did in quadrophobia about spiders, I'd someone, I made someone throw up once... And a woman ran out of the gig screaming once because I just described... I mean, there's a feeling that you have if you're arachnophobic where you sense that one is there about a second before you actually see it and you see it in your peripheral vision. So you just have a really weird... The second before you see it, just a kind of... There's something not right in the room. (laughs) And then over here, where you people, spider people are, (laughs) there'll be a movement like that. That, which I can see, even though I'm looking that way. That. And it's, it's that. It's when yeah. they come, they arrive. It's fucking hell! And it's got to be dealt with. And it's that. It's more an admin issue I have <laughs> with spiders. I know I'm not going to go into the whole routine, but genuinely, I, I, I don't like them. I, I'm, I, I, won't, I can't, can't kill them. I think they're great animals. They're amazing, extraordinary creatures. But when they arrive... I had an uncle like that once. He didn't want him to come round. <laughs> 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 yeah, I can. I can only assume you're safe in the Les Square Theatre because there are usually so many flies around here that I can. I'm assuming there can't be any spiders in the building. Well, no, if, a you lot of rid, flies. if you want rid of them, apparently conkers in the corner of the room. Is that true? No, someone over there. No, there's someone over there who's obviously shit scared of spiders. Got a house full of conkers. <laughs> a house full of conkers and spiders. No, just encourages them because they can play eight games well, of conkers at yeah. a time. So that is. <laughs> Well, there's a conqueror in the kitchen with like a with a twentier on a string going. <laughs> Want a game, do you? Hey? <laughs> I'll ask you. I'll ask you another one of my fabulous emergency questions. I'll, I'll ask this one. I'll ask this for a while. Would you rather have? I think this is the right question. Uh, it's been so long since I've asked. A tit that dispenses talcum powder. What? Or, right. Hang on. A tit. Yeah, a tit. A breast that dispenses. Well, not necessarily a breast. Someone did get into this the other day, and it isn't. I'm not saying you're going to get like a moob, but I when I, I say want me when I say yeah, a tit, it will have on you a tit. All right, I imagine on me, your nipple, not just in life. Yeah, <laughs> not like an idiotic, not like George coming around throwing talcum George powder. Really he takes it from does. you, doesn't he? Really, he does. <laughs> he's like but your, he deserves he's, it. Though, George is your mad also, isn't he? he basically, is, but he deserves it, doesn't he? <laughs> He nearly knocked the mirror over in the dressing room just now. So it's a tit Swinging that, dis- that boom around like it was, it, like it was harvest season. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tit that dispenses. So your tit, 
You'd my go, tit. Talc. You go and talc. As much talc as you could ever want, as, as much as you wanted. Here's a contentious out. view. Isn't talc carcinogenic? <laughs> the room's gone really fucking quiet now. <laughs> the fragrant smelling clean and dry room. What? <laughs> I thought. Well, I don't know whether that might affect your decision. Yeah. Or a uh, finger that definitely has cancer. No, or a finger that can. That'd be quite good, a finger that can dispense cancer. <laughs> I will make it that for today. So, uh, would you rather have. You can't, ca- <laughs> you can't catch cancer from it. But you can give cancer to anyone you want. And you can choose the type of cancer. This can just be... It doesn't have to be. It can be a curable no. one. The thing is, I was thinking the other day about... <laughs> I think... I think What's wrong with that, that? I think that the murder rate in the UK yeah. would be higher than America if guns were legal. In terms of a kind of per capita rate of murders. I think that we are more strung up than the Yanks and I think there's that weird sort of entitlement you see it on the roads I was coming down the A13 to the gig today the tailgating in fog on the A13 and the hate in the cars and the faces (laughs) imagine them with guns it'd be like fucking Dodge City this whole island it'd be fucking insane and I'm just I'd bought a gun by now I'm fucking so glad I don't live over there <clears throat> I'd, I'd, I'd fucking the, uh, the rage. So I can't do political comedy because I start to get so angry <laughs> and murdery. <laughs> I can't because I get genuinely fucking cross. Start effing and jeffing needlessly. <laughs> and it's just it's, when you get older, it's the, you want that as the, we go on in our lives. So what, so the thing I love about you, and I said it earlier, was your work ethic because I don't have one. I'm so envious of that. You know, I think that's what university might have taught me is how to, how to, uh, like. Oh, believe me, going to university did not give me a work. (laughs) (laughs) Quite, I had quite good work ethic until I got to university. Oh no, of course, yeah. And then I I just stopped. Yeah, you had a bit of a turn, didn't you? Had a time, had a time. Yeah, yeah, it's strange, but but no, I can't. It's the rage in people. I find quite funny. Yeah. I'd like to, yeah, because it's all like it's because I can't argue. I'm used. Um, there was that. What was that show on? Uh, used to be shown Dave Argumental. Yeah. And they wanted me to be a team captain on it. And uh, the reason I said no is because I actually don't like arguing. <laughs> and it was a great <laughs> format for a show. It's a lot of fun. Brigstock and uh, Rufus were cracking on it. But I fucking hate arguing. And I did it a few times. They go, "Would you come back?" And I'm like, "No, stop <laughs> asking me to do this fucking show." So I gen, I can't. I don't like arguing. Don't like it. Which is, whereas, you know, your free-for-all shows like Buzzcocks and QI are fun because I just think you play with ideas and it's like keepy-uppy, QI and Buzzcocks. It's just keeping an idea going and you're on with fun people and it's a giggle, yeah. you know. That's, 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 that's the comedy. I think comedy's always best when it's cooperative, but I know people adore and love confrontational and embarrassment comedy. When without embarrassment comedy, you wouldn't have Adam Partridge and Coogan and Simon Amstel and, you know, Curb Your Enthusiasm and all those, oh my God, comedy, <laughs> which I can't bear. I can't watch. I love Curb, the idea of it, but I can't watch it because it's so, ah, beloved cunt, no! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> My mum my mum doesn't like Forty Towers. I was talking to someone about this because because she can't stand the fact that it always goes wrong for him. Yeah, which is most sitcoms, but it is more extreme in Forty Towers. But she can't bear it because 
I think you she sort you like Basil Fawlty, and then it always goes wrong for him. And you've got to be a certain kind of person to enjoy the fact that he sort of deserves it. I think it's it's because the reason that I could tolerate it on Forty Towers is because he's, he'd come out of Python, and the absurdity of Python, I think, had kind of. So I always saw it as an extended Python sketch, and so I bought into that. But generally, I can't bear that sort of thing. No, I'm with your mum. <laughs> um, so cancer finger or tattoos? <laughs> What I'm saying is the reason that I mentioned the guns thing. Maybe it could cure cancer as well. Oh, I'll have that. I'll have that. But every other time you use it, it has to give someone cancer. (laughs) (laughs) For the cure, well, that would be good. You could cure someone. Got it, not got it. Yeah. Got it, not got it. (laughs) Got it, not got it. Uh, Got it. Chase me. It's essentially what God, the power that God has. Isn't, isn't it? it? No, yeah, the, isn't he it? Does, and he it's does, and he looks down on us, and it is tricky No one for thinks him. about that from God's make, point of yeah, view. Yeah, he has he to could make have, those decisions. He could have made there be no cancer, but he, he made that decision. Now he has to decide who gets it and who doesn't get it. And he just does it randomly. It's good. That's the best way to just, just dispense randomly. I'd give it to people who deserved it. I think as long as Alan Dedicote did the cancer announcements <laughs> every week, here are this week's cancer victims. <laughs> 407 testicular cancer. That's the biggest showing this week for testicular cancer since February of 2004. Do you think adding extra... Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, 803. (laughs) Do you think adding extra numbers to the lottery, as they have done recently, has screwed a lot of people? I think a lot of people are going to stick with the numbers they had for the last, whatever it is, Mm. 15 years. They've added more numbers. There's a load more. They've added a load more. Added more numbers. They've added more numbers. Which makes it less likely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's how maths works. (laughs) I think it's now... The fucking people in this country. (laughs) I think it's now 65 million to one. It was 14 million to one before. I know, I like the odds (laughs) when it was 14 million to one, but now 65 million to one, that's insane. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. I, it's, I, only go, I only learn things when I come out the house and meet other people. It's great. I don't watch telly. I stopped gonna... listening to Radio 4 during the day because it's so fucking shrill. I listen to Radio 4 Extra, so I know what's happening in the Navy Lark. <laughs> 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 Apparently, they've started a television channel. <laughs> Five people, see? Small groups. It's less efficient, but more fun. Occasionally, as I was talking to John Finnamore the other week, there's a sitcom called Albert and Me that I've never heard of with... Um, oh, Richard Beckinsale yeah. and the baby. Yeah. And Pat Coombs playing the baby That's and Pat his mum. I couldn't remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then apparently Robert Lindsay takes over in the second series. I think not because... Uh, I think the other... The, yeah, Beckinsale just gave in rather than died right, in he, that case. Right, quit, yeah. Um, so I don't know, there's, series, there's just some, some extraordinary... I like, I, I like in hearing uh, you and Stu come up sometimes. Yeah, we do the, come the, up. On, yeah. on Four Extra. Yeah. It's, it's, that's the thing. BBC, though. Well, sometimes it takes me a while to realise it's me. Yeah. When you sometimes you tune I, in, I find it really you. weird when Arthur Smith said, "My yeah, coming up in a minute, Phil Jupiter," and I'm in my car. And I'm <laughs> 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 it is strange. I was once driving somewhere and was listening to Steve Wright, and then said, "Someone said, oh, we're going to see Richard Harrington.' You know, he said, oh, we're going to hear a shout out to such a who's going to see Richard Harrington.' Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to that as well. Uh, have you ever heard? Uh, have you ever um, 
there was um, someone I knew was getting tweets about Steely. Mark Steele was uh, was watching the cricket at home, had his feet up on the sofa, a cup of tea, watching the cricket, and you know, just picked up his phone, Twitter. Really looking forward to seeing uh, uh, Mark in uh, in like somewhere like uh, Burnley tonight. Well, I'm not playing Burnley. <laughs> bloody, oh, he's bowling now. <laughs> yeah, me too. Can't wait to see Mark in Burnley. What are you Burnley tonight? <laughs> and, and, and he went, what happened was? And I went, no, no, there's nothing in your diary, Mark, but I will just double check. And, then, and he hears the bloke walk away from the phone. And then he hears this in the background. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> Mark, I am so sorry, mate. <laughs> he has to fucking drive to Burnley. <laughs> He's in the middle of the fourth over. <laughs> and presumably, well, I don't know if he does that, he writes about a bit about and local material. He's got to do the show. He's got to do the writing on the way to the gig. He's fucking crowdsourcing like fuck. <laughs> it's Macclesfield, not Burnley, yeah. Oh. Ruined, ruined the whole anecdote. And... and, and <laughs> And no, the podcast, this is worse. It's really, it's, I called you Stuart. You call me Stuart. It's, it's you wrecked the whole thing. Ben, I'm just, that's what, it's a bit like those people at the BBC. I'm tanking it from within. <laughs> <laughs> it's been brought in. <laughs> I've been sent in by... By the Perfect Ten podcast. <laughs> Even though it's not happening anymore, yeah, yeah. we're still going to take him that's down. That's how bitter Phil Wilding is. <laughs> That was always it was really, really good fun. You used to come do our Christmas did, one yeah. when we did the ones together. That was a laugh. Oh. Well, they're probably still up online somewhere, are they? I don't think they are. are they not? Someone went looking for them the other day, and, and yeah. Apple do eventually. There's a kind of statute of limitations they've on podcasts. Dest- they've, yeah. been they've been destroyed. They've been destroyed. It's really weird in the early days of podcasting, wasn't it? Though that yeah. whole because it was so new, you were remarkably forthright in the early <laughs> days, and then, and then you eventually realised, no, people do listen to this shit. <laughs> And then get a bit nervous. You and there's know. a lot of stuff, especially, I mean, in all of them, but in Collins and Heron, I said a lot of terrible you things. You said loads of incredibly, I mean, I, uh, I remember, I, I fucking, I, you probably gave me cancer <laughs> listening to <laughs> fucking hell, some of the things you said. But there's so much of it, I don't think any journalist will ever listen yeah. to it all. I'd have to become so famous and to go, let's kind of let's dig up some back dirt. And, yeah, yeah. My favourite ever question we got asked on The Perfect Ten was, OK, uh, you are being attacked by waves of six-year-olds, ten at a time. How, many, how long do you think it would last before they would overpower you? <laughs> We've spent fucking quarter of an hour on that question. I think first thing Wilding went was, are they armed? <laughs> You're all thinking, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, probably take the first ten, no trouble at all. Now, obviously, you get tired. Yeah. <laughs> they get you eventually. Eventually, like they will. Overpowered by six-year-olds. Yeah. That's where the cancer finger comes in handy. So, um... <laughs> unfortunately, we're going to have to... Yeah, exactly. to we've that. kind of talked it's, about it's things. Been, yeah, it's been all right. It's been really nice to see you fun. again. It's, you always, should, it's can, always a joy to see you. Back anytime, lovely man. Because you know? yeah. we didn't even touch on half the stuff. I know. Well, it's, we, you know we what? wasted a lot of time. Why, what's good is, is because <laughs> I'm one of those guests that... They, that I'm, I'm, I've realised what it is, in comedy terms, I'm a bit like Squeeze. 
<laughs> which is people don't necessarily want to go and see Squeeze, but they know their stuff, and they, when they think about it, they go, oh, Squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a bit like that, and I've been on a tour around the UK, and I fucking know I'm like that. <laughs> oh, Phil's on up the road. Should we get a ticket? Nah. <laughs> Still, nice to know he's here, eh? <laughs> I'm that. That's the that's the sort of level of appeal that that, that, that I've, I've suddenly I've worked it out. That's yeah. that's, that's where I'm at. I'm squeezed, <laughs> and I'm fucking happy with that. But but the thing is, is when you get another big name in the second half, like yeah. you, you've got your man today, so I'll come along and do a first half for you. They they go, oh, it's tubes. That'll be right. He'll kill a bit of time and he can ask the questions he hasn't asked. <laughs> be great. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to British Columbia in the woods for six months <laughs> and see if I can see him for you. Yeah. <laughs> and then come back, we'll do a special. Go, yeah, it's all in me. It's a long way away, I look like a kind of monkey. <laughs> <laughs> there he is! No, it's a bloke. There he is! No, it's a bloke. There he is! No, it's a bear! Yeah, I'd love to a see bear. a bear in the wild. I'd yeah. love to see a fucking bear It'd probably in the wild. eat you, though, wouldn't it? Or make love Depends with you. what sort of bear. <laughs> bear sex. You know, bears have got um, a kind of hook in their penis that I'm... clings to the wall of the vagina. Yeah. So it doesn't leave during intercourse. That's terrible. <laughs> I went to London Zoo once to visit the bears. I'll just say this. And... I'm glad you added that's terrible. Rather than, wouldn't it be great to have one of those, eh, fellas? <laughs> like a grappling hook. <laughs> grappling hook cock. I'm in now. Uh, yeah. You want to know what's on the end of the chain? Um, so the, uh, but I went to London Zoo to visit the bears, and uh, and uh, to call the bears, you don't go, ooh, bears. You just rattle the keys, right. and they come running up. So it's a bit like a swingers party. We're gonna have to go, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up, Phil Jupiter. <laughs> been listening to Richard Herring's That's the Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Phil Jupiter. This music is by Pest. Thank you to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre. This is where I am. And also at Go Faster Strike, which is in Wales. It's in Cardiff. Don't go there. It's scary. They give you points if you drive even a little bit fast. Don't go there. It is produced by Dave Griff. Uh, it is a Sky Potato Fuzz and Go Faster Strike production. Thanks for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks to everyone who gave to the Kickstarter. Do tell your friends about these podcasts if you like them. Pass on the good news. It's, I'm a bit like the new Jesus. I'm not saying I'm the new Jesus, but I am the new Jesus. Uh, and if you want to come and see me on tour, uh, my new show is called Happy Now. I think it is quite good. And uh, you can go to richtaring.com slash happy underscore now slash tour. And you can see if I'm coming anywhere near you in 2016. Thank you very much for listening. Now go away. <laughs>